If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, don't go to Niger for business. Defense Ministry issues stern warning to traders and truck drivers, cautioning that it will be difficult to protect them if they continue to do business in Niger. So at this time, it is difficult and it is it is not even safe for anybody to go to Niger to do business. We have details as a Ghanaian is shot and 15 trucks burned at the Burkina Faso border. As traders say, they are leaving they're living in fear of terrorist attacks. Those jihadist people come out, try to stop them, they refused, not knowing that there are plenty uh, distant people there. So they started to shoot, to start to shoot them. So they stopped, some of them stopped, and some of them go back. Also tonight. Temperature plus 50. Everything as we love. Wagner RPD. Uh, and, and that, by the way, is the uh, Prigozhin, you know him, the Wagner boss, tonight feared dead after a plane he was traveling in was reportedly shot down in Russia. This is coming days after he was spotted in Africa, claiming he is making the continent freer. Uh, we'll get you more on this as it develops. Also tonight, uh, prepare to pay more for the services of tailors and hairdressers as some small business owners uh, ready themselves to push the added cost of production to their customers following hikes in utility tariffs. Everything is just to increase the price list. So because the old have to move you pay and they can't increase another one. Now things are very difficult for us. I Meanwhile, they are questioning PULC's decision to exclude industries and lifeline users in its latest increment in tariffs in business tonight. Coupon payments for new domestic debt exchange bonds could put some pressure on the Ghana city. And in sports, Ghana risk abandoning the 4 by 100 meter relay due to injury to Joseph Paul and James Darcy in the World Athletics Championship. You want to join us with your views and comments here on Newsnight and later in Climate Focus. Tonight, we put the spotlight on the first Ghanaian to be elected as a vice chair of the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Obviously, being at that level I, at, at the IPCC Bureau, I carry the interest of Ghana and also the interest of um, Africa. You want to stay uh, with us for that and more here on Newsnight? Send me your thoughts. 055-11-11997. My name is Evans Mensah. Well, tonight, the Defence Ministry is cautioning Ghanaian traders and truck drivers not to do business in Niger. This comes on the heels of reports that 15 trucks carting foodstuff from Niger to Ghana were burned at the Burkina Faso border by terrorists recently. Now, a driver of the lead vehicle is responding to treatment after being shot in that attack. Uh, before now, several drivers have died in similar attacks with about 10 Ghanaian trucks being burnt in the process. Nana Yaojima of our Foreign Affairs Desk has more in the following report. The Doli route into Burkina Faso from Niger has been abandoned by long-distance trucks 
following heightened activities of terrorists in the area. Videos available to join news show many trucks bent at the border by terrorists earlier this year. They burned our cars so many, about 15 cars with onions. And we diversity burning. Niger supplies Ghana with onions, beans, potash, cowhide, and local tea, popularly known as attire. Following the closure of the Benin border as a result of the ECOWAS sanctions against Niger, some drivers have had to consider other options. The Dambala Enterprise owns 35 trucks, which have often been involved in cutting food from Niger. For many days, some of the trucks have locked up in Niger. According to Masahud Dambala, one of their vehicles opted for the Doli route, which is less preferred due to security concerns. They were standing there waiting for combi escort, yeah. So they were waiting for it, and then the escort is not coming. So one of the cars, that one is not our car, decided to follow the route. So when he, he succeeded, so the rest would they say, okay, they too will try their best and see. So immediately they start going there. Those jihadist people come out, try to stop them, they refused. Not knowing that there are plenty uh, this thing, people there. So they started to shoot, to start to shoot them. So they stopped, some of them stopped and some of them go back. And then even some drivers leave the cars and run away. So our car in, is in front. So they came, they, when they reached there, they bend the car. Where, where's the driver now and what's his condition? Yeah, he's in Niger, but the condition is somehow better. One of the three affected trucks was carting onions bound for the Kwanasu market in Kumase. All 330 onions in the affected trucks have rotten away after the vehicle was bent. Masaudu Mazu counts his loss. The leading truck was transporting beans, and the next one was transporting my onions. Those were the first to be attacked. They called me later to break the news to me. I couldn't ask them any further questions. Presently, the transport and import company Dambala Enterprise has closed operations to Niger. 15 of their trucks are locked up in the landlocked Niger. Many food importers in Kumasi stand the chance of losing their investments if the situation continues. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima reporting. Well, we're hearing from the uh, Defence Ministry tonight. The Deputy Defence Minister, Kofi Amankwamenu, tells Joe News it will be difficult for Ghanaian forces to protect the traders and drivers beyond the country's territorial borders. Obviously, once it is outside the jurisdiction of this country, it becomes difficult, especially with all the noise in the sub-region. Because Niger itself, I, I don't think almost the, the, the citizens of Niger themselves are now safe. They themselves, with the poor, with the uncertainty and all that, they themselves are not safe. And countries, coupled with the fact that countries have also closed borders with them, there have been sanctions of them and all that, they themselves, I, I don't think they, they are too certain as to what tomorrow is bringing to them. So at this time, it is difficult and it is, it is not even safe for anybody to go to Niger to do business. It is not. It would, is not. Would the ministry consider perhaps increasing increasing military escort for some of these truck drivers we, in order to I, give I them some you, We cannot do that. What we can do is to help once you get to the borders, you don't have control over what happens within the jurisdiction of, say, Burkina. So what a Ghanaian security person can do is to help our traders to the Ghanaian border with Burkina. We hand them over. You understand? Yes. I mean, a soldier, a soldier in Ghana cannot wear uniform and go to Burkina and be behave like a soldier. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. So, in the interim, what would be your word to these truck drivers who, who end their living My from brother, bringing we all home? know, we all know the situation in Niger. We all know. You don't need a scientist to tell you what is happening. And so, it is very difficult for one to now go to Niger to do business. It is very difficult. Looking at the situation in Niger, it is very, 
the situation there is so much uncertainty could tell soldiers are doing whatever they want and so it is very one everyone will have to be careful I mean, let's bring in right now a member of the Defence and Interior Committee in Parliament, Peter Tobu, uh, who also speak to a security analyst, Dr. Ishmael Norman. Uh, but Mr. Tobu, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. A serious situation indeed. Ghanaian lives are at stake. One of actually uh, in critical condition responding to treatment. You had the def- Deputy Defence Minister there. He was just stating the obvious facts, was he not? Thank you very much, Ivan. Let me say good evening to our cherished listeners. The defense minister has stated a fact, but he's stating the fact that the point is ECOWAS was so much in a hurry to place sanctions on Niger. ECOWAS suspended Burkina Faso. ECOWAS suspended Mali. So that whole area, in terms of protocols, ECOWAS do not have control. So there are a lot of bandits, there are a lot of jihadists within the system. At the point that Niger coup happened, we're expecting some kind of strategic movement towards imposing sanctions very slowly but surely you arrive there so that we we'll have space to and allow many our businesses to businessmen and women who are already stuck in the system to get out and gradually we have gotten there but if you suspend them and impose sanctions straight away they will also stop doing what they used to do escorting traders to the border of burkina Faso, and handing them over now they are not ready to escort anybody you place sanctions on them, and you cannot also go in there, just like the defense minister is saying. The Ghanaian soldiers cannot go and bring our traders. So they are stuck in there, and whatever will happen to them is as a result of not so much deeper thinking regarding how we handled the, the Niger matter. So that is a, a bigger subject of what ECOWAS have done. But considering that we still have tracks uh, at risk, lives, Ghanaian lives at risk there, can the state do more? Oh, yes, the state can push ECOWAS, and ECOWAS should be able to do more, and that's the beginning of negotiation. I mean, it's a trump card the people of Niger has. It's a trump card that your citizens are stuck in there. You want your citizens out. And we also have a challenge. You place sanctions on us. So can we, Georgia, what can we do to support your citizens get back home safely? And what can you also do to lessen the sanctions you place on us? I'm sure that if ECOWAS begin to talk to the janta, they will find a way. The janta can actually escort our traders to the Burkina border and we'll actually get them home. But if, if it's just a blanket sanction and there is no communication between the two countries, nobody cares what happens to anybody's citizen who is where. And that is the situation we find ourselves in now. I mean, Dr. Ishmael Norman is the president and CEO of the Institute for Security, Disaster and Emergency Studies. And Doc, you heard the report there, uh, the Ghanaian lives at risk now. We've also heard from the Deputy uh, Defence Minister. Uh, what are our options? Um, everyone's my greetings to Honorable Peter Tobo and uh, the Deputy Defense Minister. These are great guys. Um, right now, we have a Trojan horse, horse situation. The people of Niger are the ones that have become vigilantes, protecting their country, because they are very, very patriotic people. If we, I could quickly add... In 2012, somebody did a satirical presentation of the Prophet Muhammad, God bless his soul. And the Nigerians, they waited till about three years later, and they burned down 150 Christian churches in Niger, even though the satire was in Paris. We have the same situation right now on our hands. When, as uh, Honorable Peter has said, the moment they announced the sanctions are new. Ghana was at risk, not only from the insurgency, but also from great organized terrorist activity. This is just the beginning. The best way to go about this is not through ECOWAS, because ECOWAS has no credibility, no trust with respect to the people of Niger and the ruling uh, junta. What they need to do is go to send a track to diplomacy group through Sanusi, the Sultan, for them to lead that group to plead for the escort that they used to give for all the modalities of protection they used to give. If ECOWAS goes there, they will beat them up because the people of Niger, they are not like Ghanaians. They are very, very organized. They are very, very patriotic, and they tend to move as a unit. We have a Trojan horse 
situation. So, so in terms of help for these onion uh, traders who and the trucks, truck drivers who are at risk tonight, uh, many of these trucks have been bent. Ghanaian trucks, Ghanaian-owned trucks have been bent. You're saying a military solution is not the one. Uh, we should somehow negotiate a path for them, a safe passage back into Ghana. A military solution will be a disastrous decision. Uh, the people will not come back. We will have to collect our men and women, soldiers, and police officers in body bags. We don't want that. It has to be track two diplomacy, not a formal diplomacy, because ECOWAS has lost the credibility to engage in a formal diplomacy. We need to go to Sanusi. We need to use the chief imam's office. We need to rely on all the dignitaries that we have in Ghana that are most likely will be listened to when they speak, not government personalities. I mean, Peter Tobu, elsewhere, when other citizens are, are caught up in a conflict such as this, where they are now at the mercy of terrorists in the Sahel, the state will do everything possible, even to negotiate an exchange, if you like, if, if they are uh, Nigerians in our prisons that they, they may want. We, we can do that. I mean, all manner of diplomatic uh, tactics will be explored to get those citizens out. Uh, we're having a conversation tonight where a defense ministry say, uh, in essence, we can do much to help. Just don't go there. You sit in parliament, obviously. Uh, you have a voice in this. These are citizens of Ghana. Um, how much are you willing to push for them to get a hearing, for them to, for the state to come to their aid beyond what we had from the defense ministry? Thank you very much, Evans. I think that is the key statement you've made. There. The state must come to their aid. And when we are talking about the state coming to their aid to ensure that we provide safe passage for our traders to come back home, it's not necessarily the use of our, gun, of our armed forces. It's, it's the use of other tools available to government. I mean, the chief imam's office as Dr. Norman. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's a very revered office and, and people in Niger revere our chief man. Um, Khalifa Sanusi's office is, is a very revered office. And even at the point that the soldiers didn't want to see eye to eye with ECOWAS, Sanusi had safe passage and arrival in Niger and he met them. So these are very illustrious people that ECOWAS can actually rely on. Of course, we need to have the ECOWAS mechanism supporting very influential people that can be received by the junta. And gradually we can have a negotiation to have safe passage for our traders back home. It is not a military matter. This is pure diplomacy, using different tools. And of course, not the official tools or official persons, but we can have access to other people that can be respected by the gentleman and listened to. And gradually, we'll have a situation that we can have our, 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 our traders back home and we'll begin to think about how do we resolve the whole conflict within the Sahel. Uh, Peter Tobu, thank you very much. Dr. Ishmael Norma, stay with me because a story has been developing over the last uh, one hour or so uh, relating to the leader of that mercenary group, uh, the Wagner. Uh, and this is relevant to the conversation in Niger because in his latest video that was recorded by Yevgeny Prigozhin, uh, it was reported that he recorded this uh, somewhere in Africa. Many had speculated that it must have been in the Sahel somewhere and the Wagner group was taking advantage of the uh, instability in that region to extend Russia's influence. In the last uh, hour, in international wires, including the BBC, I've been reporting that he his plane uh, may have been shot down. Well, and, and that's uh, what has been happening over the last hour, uh, and that uh, Prigozhin is feared dead after a plane he was traveling in was reportedly shot down near Russia. According to Russia's Civil Aviation Authority, Prigozhin was on the passenger list of a private jet uh, with crashed killing all on board. Now, earlier, Wagner-linked te telegram uh, channel Grey Zone reported the Ambraya aircraft was shot down by air defenses uh, in the Chao region north of Moscow. Now, the jet, which was flying from 
Moscow to St. Petersburg was carrying seven passengers and three crew. Uh, Prigozhin led a failed mutiny against the Russian armed forces in June, and many had, had suggested that uh, this would definitely be one that uh, Putin will be interested in in terms of ensuring that he's neutralized. Uh, considering, uh, 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 Dr. Ishmael Norman, the influence that the Wagner Group uh, has been gaining in the Sahel region, and, and, and our own president is on record publicly uh, to have uh, talked about their influence in Burkina Faso and how they were taking over mine sites, etc., in exchange for mercenary support. Uh, what what do you say about what just has been reported in the last hour, if indeed he's, he's dead and he's uh, one of those casualties in the plane? Um, Evans, if this is true, the death of uh, Prigozhin is true, we are going to have heightened tension and there is going to be infighting amongst the Wagner group. And in order for people to exercise their power over the other group, there's going to be competition over who can be more violent, who can even acquire more territory. I think all of this uh, goes down to the fact that the countries within the sub-region, uh, ECOWAS sub-region, we're going to have to be very, very careful because there's going to be increased incremental uptake of terrorist activity because in order to express your leadership position in any group sometimes, uh, especially in criminal group, you have to kill in order to be elevated to a position of leadership. So they're going to go after, they're going to make a lot of horrible decisions that will be affected by uh, you know, plain citizens in countries that have nothing to do with the death of Wagner. And of course, within Russia, uh, within Belarus, there will be a reaction of the group because they are also stationed in Belarus. So it's not a good thing. And I do believe that this was an intentional uh, decapitation program by Putin. And it's not going to end. The influence of the Wagner group within their part of the world and our part of the world. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Ishmael Norman. There is a major developing story across the globe uh, tonight, and the BBC in the last few minutes uh, has been reporting that uh, they've been tracking the flight uh, date, the flight uh, radar tracking data on Flight Radar 24, uh, which is a popular flight tracking website, and, and it does not show where it actually departed from. I'm talking about the plane in which uh, Prigozhin is reported to have been flying earlier today. Uh, it appeared near Moscow, where it climbed to an altitude of nearly uh, 29,000 feet. The plane is registered to Autolex uh, Transport, which is a U.S. government has linked to uh, Prigozhin. And that's why there's a lot of uh, talk now that he himself, it's in the plane and the plane has been shot down tonight. The plane's flight records are now partially inaccessible, uh, but it has made several journeys to and from Moscow and St. Petersburg in recent months. Major development indeed uh, for the globe, but also particularly uh, for the SAP region. Uh, let me hear your thoughts on this and more here on News Night. Let's stay with SAP regional security and Ghana security in particular because the chief of naval staff, Rear Admiral, Adam Yakubu says Ghana's national integrated maritime strategy set to be launched next week is expected to make the country's maritime space one of the safest in the world by 2030. Now, NIMS will provide a blueprint on how to make the country's maritime space safe and also ensure that the country turns its ocean resource into a thriving economy that will contribute to national uh, development. Now, speaking uh, during a media interaction ahead of the 2023 International Maritime Defense Exhibition and Conference, which is scheduled to take place from August 29th to 30th, the Chief of Naval Staff said uh, names as is known will also double the country's blue economy revenue. Country, they listed a number of agencies that have some one or two issues to do with the maritime issues. And now we want an integrated one. So everybody is in his ministry, department or agency trying to play his role. But uh, we do have that serious coordinating mechanism. So this National Integrated Maritime Strategy provides that mechanism for coordination and working together and having a very good governance structure. And we believe that when we do that, as I said, the vision is that by 2030, the GDP growth of that the maritime domain contributes should double. Whatever the figure is now, we want to see it double. 
by the year 20 for the International Maritime Defense Mission and Conference. We've been told the number of partners from across the world. Um, we've had not less than 27, and they are still, even as at last night, countries were still confirming their participation. So you bring a large gathering of maritime practitioners, and because the sea is an, a, a maritime common, that is, you don't have physical borders at sea. Um, so we don't go out there and say, Ghana, this is our space, so we are only interested in that. Um, the transnational organized criminals, they come from different parts of uh, neighboring countries, come and commit op their offenses, and then they go back to where they, 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 they are coming from. So we have to work together with our neighbors. Well, he also disclosed a number of kidnappings uh, that has happened across uh, the sub-region as far as the maritime uh, enclave is concerned. And Ghana's role in preventing that from further escalating uh, and attacks in the Gulf of Guinea. 2021, we had Ghana alone had not less than six attacks, particularly on our vulnerable tuna vest. And uh, not less than 11 of our sailors were kidnapped and taken to other places and they had they were only rescued after they had paid a ransom i think this was in 2020 2021 2022 we did not experience any such attacks or kidnapping as he said um, for the last two years we haven't experienced particularly the kidnapping attacking with arms on ships and kidnapping of sailors has not happened in the last two years so that is an achievement, and there are strategies we have put in place to achieve that. 2023, we have seen some resurgence, not in our country, but in some neighboring countries. A few attacks have occurred. We, we are, that is why this conference has come very, very timely. But when those things occurred, as he said, it, it, they just didn't stop because the people didn't want to come again. We had to put strategies in place. And some of those strategies were developed during some of these conferences and then the collaboration that we had with all the countries that are coming. I want to bring in Dr. Say Bonsu Dixing. He is a director of policy at the Ministry of National Security. Uh, he joins us now. Uh, Doc, thanks for your time here on Newsline. Hello, Dr. Dixon. Yes, hello. Uh, great to have you join us. Uh, the, the National Integrated Maritime Strategy, I understand from 2017, you've been holding consultations on this. And I've had the pitch about how it is going to contribute significantly to transform Ghana's blue economy. How precisely do you envision it to achieve this? Oh, uh, well, thank you so much. And first and foremost, let me say that so the strategy, as with most strategies, has a number of givens. I mean, and particularly here, I'm dealing with the, um, the pillars of the strategy. So one among many of the pillars, I think we have about roughly about like five major pillars that one can speak of here. One of them is the um, having a thriving blue economy. You have others like um, increased um, I'm improving the, uh, the space for maritime governance and so on and so forth. But your question has to do with the thriving blue economy. So that is the national objective of this country. As we speak of it today, to governize our energies and all the elements of national power to focus on harnessing the sea that we have, which is a resource. We get hydrocarbons from the sea, we get protein, or we get uh, fish, or we get uh, uh, food stock from the. We use sea as navigation. We use our water bodies for so many other things. We use it for recreation. We develop jobs, therefore, from all these engagements. And these have been properly labeled in other countries as, or in the literature, as blue jobs. So there's a potential to actually upscale our own GDP by turning our attention not only on land, but onto the sea and getting some dividend that might accrue if we do so in a very practical manner. And so if, therefore, if you pick the, the, the strategy in entirety, that's one major thrust of that particular strategy, yes. 
let's focus for a second on the securities conversation. And and we've just heard there about the, the threat that is posed by kidnappers and also attacks in, in the Gulf. From the picture we just had, Ghana has largely been spared the worst of it. Is it because you have more resources patrolling our waters or we are collaborating more with international agencies? What are we doing right? I think there's a multiplicity of um, reasons for that. And you heard the CNN, the chief of Nevada staff, give some figures to you. And I think that if you listen closely, he made mention of the fact that they, they, I mean, the naval forces of this country have not been resting, okay? So it is not as if it's... Um, so there's one, I mean, they, they have strategized better, that is one. It is not as if... Um, and introduced to... You, were, you mentioned a number of things. You mentioned where maybe could be attributed to increased collaborations with um, international partners. That's, and that is possible. That is possibly also true because you can't do much as a state against transnational organized crime or criminality that is um, confronting you if you fail to actually work well with your neighbors. And if you pick, for example, Ghana. So Ghana, for example, we are in the zone F, and within that zone, we have a number of parties that we collaborate with because it's in our interest so to do. Apart from that also, um, you would also notice that there are international problems against international law, that the activities of people who operate illegally or criminally within international waters predispose themselves to. And so it brings about not only national security interests and risk, but it also provokes both regional and international response. Mm. And again, if you definitely will be doing collaborative work in that particular space. Okay. Uh, Dr. Saibunsu Dixon, thank you uh, very much. So live here on News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, shortly after business, I will be bringing you the story that many of you are talking about. Prepare to pay more for the services of tailors and hairdressers as some small business owners ready themselves to push the added cost of production to their customers following hikes. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. In utility tariffs. Everything is just to increase the price list. So because the old debt, no fee pay, and they can't increase under one. Now things are very difficult for us. And then in our uh, build-up series uh, into Saturday, the MPP Superdelegates Conference, we focus on the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, who is touting his dedication and allegiance to the MPP. But why? Stay with us for that and more after business. Hello, George. Hi, Ivan. And uh, coming up in business, coupon payments for new domestic debt etching bonds could put some pressure on the Ghana city. And government plans to raise about 39 billion Ghana cities through treasury bills in the third quarter of uh, this year. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. <laughs> From now till the end of September, end points when you download the Momo app and make Momo Pay transactions to a merchant via either the QR code or merchant ID and stand the chance of winning a thousand Ghana CDs weekly and other amazing prizes. Our merchants are not left out. Receive payment and win. There are lots and lots of exciting prizes to be won. So download the Momo app, transact with Momo Pay, and get rewarded this Momo season. TNCs apply. MTN. 
Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So, whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. Yeah, yeah. Pepsodent Eva and a Pepsodent Chapel. I paid you. You're going to natural. FDRJ, try to Welcome back to Business on News Night. Now, payment of coupons for the new domestic debt exchange bonds could put some fresh pressure on the Ghana city. Now, that's the fear of some bank treasurers that Joy Business has been engaging. There is more in this business tax report. Demand for dollars by local businesses have picked up strongly since last week. Some industry watchers are linking it to move by some of these enterprises to restock for Christmas festivities in December. This has brought some pressure on the Ghana city since August 14, 2023. However, there are fears that the situation could get worse in the coming days in terms of fresh demand for dollars. This is because most of the offshore investors that participated in the debt exchange program and have received their coupon payment would want to exchange it into dollars and send it back to their respective countries. This could have serious implications on the city's fortune. There are also concerns that with the injection of some 2.4 billion Ghana cities into the economy and how some bondholders might want to quickly change it into dollar to try and hedge against inflation. Some of the commercial banks have also told Joy Business there has been reduced dollar supply on the market, a move that has contributed to the current pressure on the Ghana city. But the Bank of Ghana, on the other hand, has maintained that it has the required reserves for now to deal with the current pressures on the city. There are projections that the country's international reserves could increase substantially in the last quarter of this year due to the Cocoa Loan Syndication Program, inflows from the IMF and World Bank, as well as other donor parties like the African Development Bank. This could help in stabilizing the local currency in the last quarter of this year. 
And that is the business tax report. Now, government is planning to raise about 39 billion Ghana cities through treasury bills in the third quarter of this year. This was captured in government's issuance calendar from July to September this year, issued by the Bank of Ghana. The central bank in the circular says this amount can be revised depending on market conditions as well as government plans for the rest of the year. The circular was to inform market players about the planned borrowing for this period. Now, over 90% of holders of cocoa bills have tended in their bills to exchange for new government bills. Now, this can be described as a huge success for the state as it looks forward to use proceeds to finance cocoa purchases. Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, disclosed this at the International Taxation Conference in Accra. There is more in this report. Government announced the exchange of almost 8 billion cities to refinance cocoa purchase for the next season as Cocoa Board makes arrangement to raise more funds. According to the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Amin Adam, it has been successful and a signal of some recoveries to be made in the domestic market. We have been extremely successful with the current tendering of more than 90% for cocoa bills of 7.9 billion cities and US dollar exchange of $809 million. And detailed announcements will flow through when the settlements are done. Speaking of the country's revenue mobilization drive, economists at the Institute for Statistical, Social and Economic Research, Professor Charles Aka, urged government to pay attention to export-driven commodities in order to improve foreign earnings. We need to have a discussion on how to go back to the situation where the Asian countries are, where the trade balance is positive, meaning that government is investing in industrialization, import substitution, so that we eat what we produce and stop our import dependence, and then we export more to get more revenue and get more remittances so that we can pay for our import. And that is uh, Professor Charles uh, Aka ending that uh, business uh, text report. To other stories, the Ghana Standards Authority is urging the general public to ensure that products that have rice certifications when purchases to avoid fake products, according to the scientific officer at the authority, Francis Mensah, consumers must ensure that they purchase products that have the right certification. He was speaking at a seminar organized by uh, Signified Signify Products of uh, Philips Lights. So what we tell customers and consumers are that you have interest in purchasing a product, one, buy from a traceable source. Are you buying from a tabletop seller or you are buying from a recognized seller? So buying from a recognized seller, it is a traceable source. In the event where you have issues with your product, you can go back to the same source. But when you are buying from a tabletop, you go back there, the table is not there, the seller is not there. Products are supposed to be marked with manufacturer's information, the local distributor. So you look out for that. And that is the scientific officer with the Ghana Standards Authority, Frances Mensah, speaking at a seminar organized by Signify Products, that is producers of the Phillips Lights. To other stories, let's tell you more about Tolias, who said they plan to march to the offices of the Public Utility Regulatory Commission Office for peaceful demonstration over the previous hikes in water tires. The hoteliers in the first quarter of this year kickstarted the process to engage the commission over the margin of water tariff hikes. Dr. Joseph Akanyamika is the vice president of the Ghana Hotels Association. On Tuesday, 29th August, at the International Press Center, and we are also planning to undertake a protest march, peaceful one for that matter, from the Press Center to the PURC office. We want this issue resolved. PURC cannot brush this under the carpet. We want our public agencies to be responsible for their actions and their inactions as well, because this increment, 4.2 and 1.18, is made abundantly We are okay with that. We've been forewarned, so we'll do what we need to do, keep our business going. But when you make such an announcement, imagine that with this announcement, then on 1st September, your head will say 100% increase or 120%. Increase. That is the issue you are trying to resolve with PRC, and they cannot run away from this.
Dr. Joseph Akanyemeke is Vice President of the Ghana Hotels Association. Let's turn our attention to the stock market. And if you are a shareholder of Carbank, today the value of each share that you're holding is down by a peswa and it's now worth 63 pesos. If you look at the shares of gold, it also went down by 5 pesos and it's now worth 1 Ghana City 60 and even interesting developments on the international market, the Russian, uh, the Wagner Group leader, uh, Prigozhin, or whatever, I hope I've got the pronunciation right. I mean, I remember I listened to a discussion on BBC News Hour. One analyst said that Putin is not done with this man. He will surely come after him. Yeah. Many had but predicted. in Africa, we are worried about what this could mean as well for security in the region, no, even as you explained or did the analysis on earlier on. Yeah, it's, uh, as you had the uh, Dr. Ishmael Norman suggests, it may actually bring further instability. Um, anyway, BBC is updating uh, that uh, they now have a video of the plane crashing in Western Russia. And they shared earlier uh, stills from a video showing the moment the plane burst into flames. Uh, in Western Russia, and they've uh, now put the entire video uh, there. They also now have a brief comment from the White House, mm. uh, which says President Joe Biden has been briefed on the reported plane crash in Russia. <laughs> so this is a major global development story. We'll keep a close eye on this because it has a direct impact on what is happening in the Sahel and its impact on us here in Ghana as well. You're still live on News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. She is determined to make a strong case for Ghana on the global stage in the climate change research and discussions area. Now, Professor Nanama Brown Kluche, head of the physics department at the University of Ghana, is the first Ghanaian to be elected as a vice chair of the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Now, for climate focus tonight, Mohamed Nuruddin ask what her appointment signifies for climate change issues in Ghana. I would like you to update us. Professor Nana Ama Brown Kluche and her physics students are overjoyed at her election. I was particularly excited when I heard about her position, her being elected into the IPCC Bureau. That is big for Ghana and big for University of Ghana as well. My name is Dr. Joseph Asari. I know that she has a lot of plans. She has some visions that I believe will bring a lot of progress to Though this may sound exciting to students, Professor Kloche says the implications of climate change in Ghana and Africa are what she would present to the IPCC. Yeah, so obviously being at that level I, at, at the IPCC Bureau, I carry the interest of Ghana and also the interest of um, Africa into the Bureau. I will be in a position together with my team of bureau members to decide on uh, the various special reports we need to uh, do our research on, I mean, in the world and also... Coastal erosion, wildfires, among other issues, will be tackled by Professor Kloche as vice chair. We know we have so many climate change challenges in Ghana and, of course, Africa. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Of Ghana specifically, we know obviously we have the, the coastal erosion that is eating up our land resources. We know also of um, wildfires that is disturbing our forests. We know about droughts that is also affecting our food security. Even rainfall that is always variable or erratic is also affecting farmers' livelihood and also food security. I will have all of that in mind when we are taking decisions 
meetings at the bureau. She would also look at the report to see if it is inclusive, comprehensive, and focuses on climate change research. I'll be looking at the report if it is reflective of inclusivity, if it is comprehensive, if it focuses on the science of climate change. So we'll have lead authors that will work under me and I have to make sure that their report is in the right position as required at the United Nations level. Professor Kluchi was the only Ghanaian lead author in the working group one and she contributed to the Atlas Chapters Africa part as well as other chapters pertaining to Africa. She received her PhD in climatology from the University of Cape Town in South Africa and her research focuses on climate modeling and impacts. Professor Kloche of the University of Ghana's Department of Physics has been monitoring several students involved in climate research. So this is this is one of our labs. This is what I teach at the first year level, um, electricity and magnetism. So these are experimental setup we use to demonstrate the concept that we teach in class to the students so they have a practical experience of the concept as well. I would say you should keep it up. Yes, you can clap for yourself. The seventh IPCC assessment report has just started and will last five to seven years, allowing the seventh assessment report to feed into the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change Global Stock Take in 2028. A report by Mohamed Nuruddin. And my name is Evans Mensa. Now, tonight, prepare to pay more for the services of tailors and hairdressers. So some small business owners ready themselves to push the added cost of production to their customers following hikes in utility tariffs. Now, this comes as a public utilities regulatory commission announced a 4.22% increase in electricity tariffs and one percent 1.8% in water tariffs. Now, some small business owners say they have no choice than to pass on the cost. We'll hear from them shortly. But first, listen to the Executive Secretary of the PULC, Dr. Ishmalaka. To the best of our knowledge, I think we are recovering fully uh, what uh, the utilities uh, need to operate and serve us better. Uh, just that uh, when we look at the first quarter, we had some uh, areas we didn't pass on uh, because we felt if we do, uh, the tariff will be too much. So we left about 450 million, uh, which we've recovered 40% now. So this tariff recovers fully the changes in the exchange rate, inflation, and the changes in gas price, plus 40% of the areas. Yes. So if we don't adjust now, and maybe in future the gas price go, goes up, what it means is that we may have to do a bigger adjustment. So that is why we do the quarterly. If for any reason these factors also come down, PURC will reduce the tariffs so that consumers will benefit. Well, the commission also announced that industries and lifeline users have been exempted, but some small business owners have questioned why they have to carry the burden alone. We spoke to some hairdressers and tailors who say they will have to pass on the cost to their customers. It's so unfair because for the light, it really affects, though for water, it does not affect because we don't use much water. It's just for, like, cleaning of the shop and personal use. When the aspect of light, it will affect in a big way because everything we do here, the ironing, the sewing, both even the knitting, it use, uses light. So it's modified, everything it's just to increase the price list. With that now, you'll be able to be on the safer side for you to still pay your light bill and still get something from what you're doing. Very bad. Very, very, very bad. So because the old have to know if you pay and they can't increase another one. Now things are very difficult for us to understand. Now we'll get more customers than before. And now to, I don't know why they're going to increase the system, the salary. 
Well, that's the last point there that I'm sure Ms. Bao will be interested in, They're talking about salary linking increases in utility tariffs to salaries. Um, that's the point I'm pretty sure you've been thinking about, uh, Ms. Bao. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because you're going to be paying more. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, you rent I mean, or you own? Um, I, I do pay some bills, though. You okay. know, I live in a, in a family house, but I pay some bills, and I think it's going to increase now, especially the electricity tariffs. And, um, you know, this should be commensurate with, you know, increments in salaries and all mm. of that, so people call mm. afford it. You know, mm. it's, it's good, and I think you that's took, the. You call. took the bait. Yeah, you know, I think, I think that's the hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> what do you have in sports headlines? You know, well, uh, it's Ghana. It's the World Athletics Championship, and earlier today, you know, Ghana. You know, uh, we had two athletes trying to make it to the semifinals of the 200 meter, you know, uh, 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 200 meter race there, but we failed. And at the moment, uh, the our participation in Friday's men's four by hundred meter relay, uh, the ongoing World Athletics Championship in Budapest, is in serious jeopardy after two of the five member team picked up injuries in the 200 meter heats on Wednesday today. Well, Fencho Tahiru Fencho is with the team in Budapest, Hungary, and explains why Ghana might abandon the four by hundred meter relay. Was fair the worst when James Darcy did not finish his 200 meter heat. Joseph Polamo, on the other hand, did finish, but he later complained about a toe that he said had popped uh, towards the end of his race. Eventually, both athletes were taken for scans. James Darcy's revealed that he had suffered an aggravation of a hamstring injury he had been carrying for the latter part of this season. Joseph Paul Amazon is much more severe. He has ruptured his right toe, which means both athletes have now been ruled out of any potential action in the next few weeks. Critically, it means only three members of Ghana's relay team are now available and fit to run on Friday. And given that he cannot fill three people in a 4 by 100 meter relay team, it looks likely that Ghana will withdraw from this particular race. Well, a coach of the side, Elom Amenako, has been reacting to this uh, possible development that Ghana might not participate in the 4 by 100 meter relay. And he says he's very nervous and only hoping for a miracle. Yeah, very much nervous. Uh, I can't go against uh, doctors if they advise that he can run or if the athletes also feel that he can run. There's nothing I can do about it as a coach. I'm just hoping your boss on is not that serious that you'll be able to step in for the forward one team. But if there's a medical advice that says that he can't and or the athlete himself feels that he can't, no, I can't force him to do it. Yep, so that's uh, the, that's it in the World Athletics Championship. Um, not hope for a medal, Evans. No hope for a medal at the moment, but we just uh, wow. hope that the two guys are able to recover and, you know, uh, turn up in subsequent championship. That's it for sports. Pep Student Hebo and Chaco uh, supported us. Pep Student, every smile matters. Thank you, Ms. Bao. And yes, this is your election headquarters. We are counting down to Saturday when the MPP and its super, or let's call it the special electoral college, will be making the decision. They will be terminating the presidential ambitions of five of the ten presidential aspirants. Well, tonight, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, one of them, is touting his dedication and allegiance to the MPP, positioning himself as a suitable choice to lead the party. He pledges to carve a distinct path toward economic prosperity if chosen as the MPP's leader. The party's superdelegates uh, conference just three days away, Samuel Mbura from our political desk has been assessing his campaign. From the time the rating agencies started downgrading Ghana's economy, well, what has happened to us? What has happened to us? Do you understand? When they started downgrading, does it mean that... He is an economist with experience at the central bank. He transitioned into politics and was the first to introduce a data-driven narrative in Ghana's political landscape, gaining trust among Ghanaians. His prominence picked during the 2012 election petition. Let us put down my analysis and show me one repeated polling station in my analysis. If you are afraid of the truth, then of course you will hide behind these exhibit numbers. His father... Mumuni Baumia co-founded the Northern People's Party with S.D. Dumbo contributing to the birth of the new patriotic party, NPP, sparking arguments for the Dumbo faction to lead the NPP. 
given the historical representation of Dankwa and Buzia. They will be in trouble. They know we will break the gates. They know John Mahama cannot take me on in the north. I will beat him in the north. I will beat him in the north. They know it. However, some contend that politics transcends tribal lines and prioritizes competence. His role in reducing the MPP's parliamentary deficit from over 80% to under 60% in the northern regions since 2008 is highlighted, making him a strong contender against NDC's John Mahama after the 2020 elections. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia's candidacy garners extensive nationwide endorsements from both within and outside the MPP. Notably, Minister for Local Government and Rural Development, Dan Botry, is among MPP stalwarts supporting him. Based on my knowledge and experiences in the party, I have come to conclude that Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is the right person who holds the future of this party. So please, I will urge all of you to come out together to vote for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. The Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, is passionately underlining his dedication to the MPP, emphasizing he has never abandoned his responsibility. I have sacrificed for the party. I have defended the party in good times and in challenging times. I have never wavered or slacked. Never. He therefore assures that if elected, he will lead the country towards economic prosperity. Together with you, I want to see a Ghana with an education system tilted towards STEM, robotics, artificial intelligence, digital and vocational skills to cope with the demands of the fourth industrial revolution. Do several surveys predict a landslide victory for him? The Superdelegates Congress will be the litmus paper to test how strong his signal is to lead the MPP. For Joy News, Samuel Mbura. Uh, you want to join us this Saturday uh, from 7 a.m. all the way to 4 p.m. But before that, there is election eve, and that is on Friday. Uh, it's on the Join News channel across our many social media platforms from 8 to 10 p.m. And the new money model is here. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 